Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Ed Cheney, a CBD industry expert and business executive. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods of treatment that are alternatives but also complement conventional medicines. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome to the CBD Ed Show. I'm your host, Ed Cheney, along with beautiful Kimberly Rose. Thank you, Ed. Hello, everyone. Gosh, really, really glad that we are here sharing a pretty cool subject. Today is about the misinformation in the cannabis market. Now, we used to coin that term all the time. Oh, my God, there's so much misinformation Mm -hmm. in this space. And you and I also, I'm speaking with Kim now, uh, created a story around this. Uh, one that is like a fairy tale story, you know, where you have a hero, you have a villain, and the hero is trying to accomplish something like, you know, save the princess from the tower. Well, in this one, the consumer is the hero. You guys who are buying CBD, the villain is misinformation, yeah. and you have to fight that villain in order to find your way to the tower and save the princess. Yeah. I think, well, uh, uh, a lot of the world is full of misinformation these days. It feels like it. So it's, it's tough when you don't know, uh, you don't have the inf- the right information about a product. You kind of go, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to wait. Yeah, I, I'm not going to do it. I'm just, uh, yeah, just, uh, I'm just, yeah, freeze. I'm going to not, yeah, not make a decision. And yeah. you know, when you said that, because this is a very valid point, when you said that, the first thing that went through my brain was COVID. Sure. There's just so much misinformation <laughs> oh about everything out there. And uh, uh, it, it's just, again, it's really hard yeah. as a consumer, especially in, um, let's call these, supplement areas where you know but it yeah. if you think of it as a more natural supplement then i think that takes away some of that fear yep yep okay so what we did is we kind of pulled our audience uh we went around to you know different uh different mediums to find out what are customers asking in that area of misinformation. And we have about 20 items to share with you today. I think you will find this to be a very informative show today. One that will make you uh, probably more effective at being a customer, but not so much just being a customer. But if you're looking for a therapeutic experience with CBD, this is likely going to help you get more for that. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's start through these. And Kim and I have split these up today. So she'll have some, I'll have some, and we're just going to batter back and forth until we feel like we have removed a lot of misinformation today. Hey, let's start with question number one. Can CBD be extracted from marijuana? This is a big misinformation, and it's not really the market that has created this one. It is that marijuana has been a stigma and our community and our social arena for so long that it's just it's it just holds it has a lot of energy all right let's let's just talk through this one can cbd be extracted from marijuana yes it can 
And yes, it's the exact same compound is that CBD that is extracted from the hemp plant. There's just one difference. The marijuana plant has very little CBD in it and has a ton of THC. So in order to harvest the volume of CBD to be helpful, you need a lot of, you need a lot of that plant. So it's not economically favorable to harvest CBD from the marijuana plant. Okay? Right. Simple answer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, again, a lot of people wonder, uh, you know, the different variations. We are talking about the CBD molecule all by itself. Not a full spectrum, not a broad spectrum, not any of those others, but just the CBD molecule by itself. Because there's a lot of cannabinoids in the- Both plants. Both plants. Yes. And uh, CBD by itself is in the marijuana plant, but it is so small. All about ratios. All about ratios. Well, what do you got there on your list, Kimberly? Well, (laughs) my question is very similar to yours. Is CBD marijuana? Uh, again, no, it is non CBD is non psychoactive. That's the key, right? Yeah. Marijuana is psychoactive. So if you're buying a CBD product, you're not going to have any psychoactiveness. It is not from the marijuana plant. No, no high, no No, high at all. No high. Not. And when she says that she's correct, no high at all. Right. Not even the slightest. Oh, when I take it, I feel dizzy. No, it's absolutely impossible. Why? Because it does not affect those neurotransmitters at all. All right. Yeah. It's a very simple truth. So great answer. All right. Is CBD safe? Now, that's a big piece of misinformation. And there are a lot of people, a lot of groups that are contributing to that misinformation. And I'm saying that both from the consumer side, the seller side, and the the legislation and regulatory side. Everybody's contributing to this one. All right. So I thought I would just clear up a couple positions here. World Health Organization currently says no evidence that the use of CBD is connected to any health problems. FDA says we are not aware. we're still concerned about long-term use the public is positioned on is cbd safe so i read a, a review from pub uh, pubmed published last year says reportedly consumers have a positive attitude towards the safety and efficacy of cbd so is cbd safe it has not been conclusively arrived at yet but there are some of your big players and what they have to say yeah uh well i mean i can tell you from my personal experience Mm -hmm. i have been an avid i'm talking avid daily multiple different ways of using cbd topicals oils capsules gummies yeah uh i've been using it for five years uh my liver is in tip-top shape and i feel fantastic oh that's that's nice way to put that very nice now we did a show just yesterday uh on homeostasis 
and the study of homeostasis is very in favor mm-hmm. of cannabinoids, meaning CBD. All right, so let's move to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double up on this one. CBD, so again, this is a misinformation. CBD hasn't been scientifically proven to help any health conditions. Yes, this is a misinformation because in some way that is correct. In some way it is not. So again, let me look at two different perspectives. FDA, their perspective on this not being scientifically proven is they currently, and this is very recent, established a new regulatory pathway for CBD studies. Good. So there is now being created a pathway for these clinical studies to start to happen. Now, when I checked into, well, how does the science and clinical community feel about this misinformation? Well, the first place I went to was Google Scholar, and I typed in health benefits of CBD. Tim, take a wild guess how many results I might have got. Uh, I would say quite a few. <laughs> quite a yes, few. Does that means 12? At least. 100? <clears throat> All right. How about 118,000? Benefits? Results. Oh, my goodness. Oh, results. Yeah. Okay. No, this, I know. I know. You know what? I was just sensationalizing this. All. I apologize. <laughs> hey, so this is what I know. When I go to Google Scholar, my search is very specific to science-based information. Yes. Uh, that is the benefit of using Google Scholar over regular Google. So there'll be published papers, 118,000 results. On the benefits of CBD. Uh, so yeah, I said health benefits of CBD. Okay. So uh, broad question, but the reality is I was looking for the scientific and com- and clinicals community uh, the clinical community's perspective on studying cbd yeah uh if that number was small it's because they studied it and they couldn't find anything right all right so what do you got next there kimberly okay so my next question is where can you purchase cbd and I would say if you're a first time user and you really just don't know anything about CBD, I would go ahead and go to a CBD store. And the reason I say that is because you need to learn a little bit about the different variations of CBD. There's an isolate that we talked about earlier. Yep. There's a broad spectrum, which has a lot of the plant, but not the THC. And then there's the full spectrum that has everybody in there, the full plant. So you need to learn a little bit about what works best for you. You also need to learn like what are your what what's your milligrams? There's a lot of things that you can learn about. I mean, once you learn it, it's super easy. But um you kind of just need to get some information. A lot of websites have great information as long as they have some test results to back it up. You could also go online. But again, uh you really need to learn the basics about the three CBDs. Yeah. And I would agree. And going online and getting information is good, but you have to be 
capable of validating who is sharing this information with you. Uh, if it's a manufacturer or a retailer of products and they have test results, that's a good indicator. Yes. If somebody's just putting out a blog, you really have to be, well, because everybody's aware of all this misinformation. So how do you know when somebody who is writing a blog and posting it on the internet, how do you know whether the information is valid or not? So I agree. You have to be smart mm -hmm. uh, when you are uh, visiting these stores. But even the, the, the scientific community and the clinical community really does put a lot of emphasis on showing up at a CBD store and a CBD store where that's their main product, you know, not a convenience store with CBD on the counter or, you know, a smoke shop or something like that. So they do favor what you just said. Yeah, I would not, I would not, I mean, unless of course, again, I'm talking about new CBD users. Right. If okay. you know your product, you know your CBD, you know your milligrams, yeah. get, and you find it at the grocery store, or the, then I, I would say you're okay. Yeah. And I read something, uh, the, uh, a study by the, uh, put in the, uh, the English Journal of Medicine. Uh, now, this study was specific to the epidemiology of sepsis in the United States, uh, where they cited... Uh, a lot of study data using cannabis for their for the treatment of that, uh, since it is a breakdown of uh, the homeostasis in the body. Anyway, they provided something that was very very unique. I had never seen, and I like really like this, and I really want to share this. Seven steps we can take to generate a therapeutic cannabis experience. So, if you're looking for CBD for a therapeutic reason. These seven steps are important. Now, it's not really that you have the knowledge to be able to do these seven steps, but you know how to get to this knowledge. So you know how to show up to a place like Kimberly's store where you trust that she has this knowledge. Mm -hmm. Okay, am I being completely clear? No matter where you go, you ask these, you get the answer to these seven questions and you will have a home run. All right, here we go. Choose a primary cannabinoid. Primary cannabinoid in your product could be CBD. Also, it also could be THC, depending on what you are trying to, what the outcome you're trying to get. Right. Okay. Also, choose, this is number two. Choose a secondary cannabinoid now we know the importance of cannabinoids working together mm -hmm. which is why cbd by itself is no longer really a, a viable choice out there so all right so one is knowing your primary cannabinoid mm -hmm. if you're shooting for you know something that affects mood you know if you're shooting for something that affects a discomfort, you know, you might choose CBD as your primary. If you're shooting something that's mood, you might ensure that it has some, some neurotransmitter type cannabinoid like THC as, as, as its minor. Okay, so on the third one, there needs to be an understanding of the ratios between those two. Is it going to be heavy in, in CBD? 
and light and THC or heavy in CBD and light in CBG. You know, it those need to now be considered. And the the person that is helping you with this consultation will know this because they will have all the knowledge of what each cannabinoid is capable of doing. Mm-hmm. And yes. they also have the knowledge of which one of these are major cannabinoids and which ones are minor cannabinoids. Number four, dosage. A lot of time should be spent on dosage. If you get it correct, this is number four of seven. Next, we have the form of cannabis. How you are going to take it. Is it going to be topical? Is it going to be ingested? Is it going to be inhaled? So knowing this also is very key because they deliver differently, don't they? And then finally, we have the entourage effect. Now, the entourage effect they're referring to are components added to our already decided on uh, cannabinoid profile. Things like terpenes and terpenoids. Those have additional entourage effects that can help with this therapeutic experience. And then finally, something that I hear Kim talk about all the time, and it takes a little bit of work, but a session log. Because I know we're all uniquely different, but it's super easy to take a session log, track it over a few days, make adjustments, track it again, and really optimize what you are after. Yeah, I I try and tell my customers, especially my first time ones, you're in charge. You're the one that needs to to figure out your milligrams. I can give you the beginning of where I think you should be. But if you were just to jot down, I did, you know, I did a half a dropper in the morning. I did a half, you know, just jot down what you did evaluate after three days and go, was that a good one? Or could I do it one in the morning and one at night? Just you're, you're in charge. Um, I try and describe it like a bottle of Advil. If you take one Advil, that's because maybe your headache is nice and light or something is bothering you, but it's a a small bother. And if you're taking four, that means you got a big pain that you're trying to get rid of. So that's how you should treat your CBD. Yep. All right. So one, so we just shared one way to fight misinformation is to write those seven steps down. And when you go to make your purchase, get those answers. You will, you will slay the villain that is misinformation because if they can't answer those questions, you got to wonder where is their knowledge? Yeah. All right. Okay. And anybody wants to uh, have that repeated, hit reverse or rewind. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're always happy to share that information. So I'm happy to share this entire report with you. So anybody that wants that info at canafil.com. All right. How about CBD? It's a schedule one narcotic. So no research has been done on this compound. No, CBD is not a schedule one narcotic. They removed it. Many years ago, it's completely removed off the schedule of regulated drugs. Yeah. Okay. So just to make that completely clear, what has stayed on there is THC, which is also a cannabinoid, but THC has stayed on there and any other cannabinoids causing intoxicating 
effects. Mm-hmm. And that would be Delta-8 or some of these new cannabinoids that are surfacing, Delta-10 or THC-10-0, you know, any of those things. And the most common term is if THC is in the phrase. The only THC that is not intoxicating is thc V, V as in Victor. That is the only strain of THC that's not intoxicating. All right. Let's see what you got there. Uh, All CBD products are equal. Also a no. This is Mm -hmm. misinformation. All CBD products are not created, are not equal. By such a long stretch. There, I carry three... As far as I, I mean, there's many versions of CBD products out there. Uh, These manufacturers like to blend just CBD and CBN and CBG, all those things. Right. But your basic three CBDs are a CBD isolate, which again is just the CBD molecule, molecule all isolated. A broad spectrum will carry most of the plant except for the THC. Right. And then your full spectrum is your strongest. So I, I tell my customers, CBD alone is great, but not as strong. Mm-hmm. Or out spectrums in the middle. And then full spectrum is going to be your, your, your strongest CBD. Right. And strong as in CBD, not a potential for getting high. No, you won't get high. It's just the most, it's got the whole plant in there working together. Right. And now, and so a little, I can add to that just a little bit. Uh, all CBD products are equal. If you refer to those seven steps I just shared, then the knowledge of putting the right ratios of primary and secondary uh, cannabinoids together with the right terpenoids and flavonoids and maybe other compounds that is a skill and that often is what could separate one product from another yes and i'm sorry not that it often could it often does separate products yes um and then at last i have to say uh the ability for the manufacturer to produce the product correctly to report on its third-party, unbiased lab results. You know, those are all pretty key to a proper product. So when I go into the scientific community, they, they suggest, you know, we want your product to have more than one cannabinoid. We want your product to be free of pesticides, heavy metals, and toxins. We, we need that to be free. We need the potency levels to be identified. So these are the recommendations coming from the scientific and clinical community. So yeah, that would, from even their perspective, all products are not equal. If you can demonstrate these, you are now in the area where they recommend. I do think that we're getting better uh, in your selections because I think a lot of the, I'm going to call them riffraff, CBD manufacturers have left not i'm not saying all of them but a lot of them have left those gimmick cbds uh and we can talk about those a little bit later but uh i feel like the manufacturers are getting better about making a good cbd product i agree i agree i think the the industry is showing signs of settling down yeah professionals are starting to take over 
And I really, really, really can appreciate when an industry starts to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. How about possessing and traveling with CBD? Lots of misinformation there, mostly because people are just talking. Yeah. Nobody's really hearing what uh, the real rules are. And I can share those with you very quickly. Yeah. That is federally, CBD is 100% legal in all 50 states. No question there at all anymore. The uniqueness with this regulation is that states may have a condition. And most of those conditions are based on the level of THC is in there. But still, no issues with CBD. Now, so that means if you're traveling to one of those places or moving to a state, then you might want to check on where you can purchase and what their conditions are. But that's it. How does TSA feel about CBD? This is their quote. We're not in the business of, of monitoring, managing drug trafficking. Yeah. And we and they quote it. We do not check for CBD. Right. Yeah. I, th- I thought that was I mean, because I think that's probably one of the most common questions that my customers were asked, like, I'm going to go on a on vacation. Can I take this with me? Right. Yeah. Right. So 100 percent clear. Everybody can Google on it. Uh, we're sharing the information. But if you want to check it, you could 100 uh, percent clear that it is safe to travel with your CBD. Now, outside of the country, the, the most of the planet is CBD friendly. I can't speak for everybody. That's, that's a lot of uh, a lot of homework to do. Yeah. But easy for you to just go on to Google, type in your destination uh, and CBD along with it, and you'll likely get your answer very easily. Yeah, and if you have any other questions, you can listen to last week's podcast where yep. we did a really thorough deep dive dive into this yeah we sure did so so there you go i want to let you guys know that now we have an interesting topic coming up and that is drug testing again full of misinformation so we're going to take a break and then when we come back dot department of transportation just released their new testing standards yes And I'm sure everybody will be excited to hear this one. And then even more so, why did they do it? So anyway, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, more on CBD and misinformation. We'll be right back. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Live authentically, heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. 
Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America Network proudly presents The Catherine Zox Show for women, men, children, and families. Catherine magically combines her compassion, experience, and talent to bring listeners a show that's upbeat, informative, and yes, a little sassy. Tune in every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America Channel. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at the com. That's info at the com. Now, back to the CBD Ed Show. Hey, welcome listeners. Here we are, back to the CBD Ed Show, talking about misinformation. Yeah, there's a lot of it. We got a, we've got a lot of topics here to get through. Yeah, we're going to get through it. Okay. But we got an exciting one here. I believe it's exciting because we have personally struggled with it. We have a lot of patients who have who are in a position with the Department of Transportation, and it is federally mandated that they get tested on a regular basis. And if they use CBD, Department of Transportation has always made this statement very clear. We test for cannabis. We do not test for CBD. That means that they won't separate it. If we're testing you for cannabis and your CBD product has THC in it and you didn't know it, we're not in control of that because we don't test for CBD. That's what they mean by that. So that always put all those folks in a position of concern and worry all right so i'm thinking about the truck driver who is spending all day bouncing up and down in his chair back has got to be killing him right and he cannot use this product he's stuck with other alternatives in today's western medicine some of those alternatives we already are aware of uh, because uh, the consequences of them have been talked about a lot yes so let's get to what they have said They came out with a statement, and starting June 1st of this year, they're going to move from a urine test to a saliva test. They are going to move from 50 nanograms per milliliter to 4 nanograms per milliliter. I said that right. I did, yes. And this will be from the saliva. Now, what is the value of this? The value of this is... THC can show up in your saliva, but not more than 24 hours. Right. 
So within 24 hours, it's gone. And I don't even think that's the peak. I can't tell you exactly what the peak is, but within 24 hours, it's gone. So they are moving to this because they're losing people left and right. Like they have a shortage of drivers. They have a shortage of just that the whole labor pool mm -hmm. is suffering because somebody's using CBD. They go in and get this mandated test. It comes back positive. They like, there's no, I don't do THC. And they just don't return back to work. They're right. like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that, and this has actually been an issue it, it, in my former life when I worked for a criminal defense attorney. This was a DUI issue also because a urine analysis means that if it's all the way down your body mm -hmm. into your urine, the likelihood of you still being in a DUI, yeah. you're it's hard to tell what, where, when, how did you drink it? Or did you drink? When were you drunk is yeah. what I'm saying. So with THC, it's even worse because it stores in your fat. Yep. You, you didn't use it for like two weeks. You haven't 14 used days. Yep. And your, it stores in your fat. So it, you can pee it out. It's still coming out in your urine. So a saliva test, a blood test would probably be most accurate, but a saliva test is good because yeah. that means you are under the influence in some sort of way. Yeah. So Wells Fargo passed on a study. They said tens of thousands of truckers tested positive and decided not to return back to work, which was contributing to a great decline in the transportation sector. Yeah. Now, if that means everybody's being affected, uh, politicians have jumped in on this going, we got to get a handle on this. This is ridiculous. So you're testing people that are positive. They may or may not have smoke. Uh, they may not have participated in THC for one of two reasons. Either they had casual exposure, but it was 14 days ago. What the hell did that have to do with driving or whatever the position is? the day they got the test or they're using a product that's 100% legal. I'll say that federally 100% legal. Uh, and it's still managed to measure on their test. So I'm glad to hear they made this adjustment. Yeah, because uh, I, I'm like we talked about yesterday, I think it's because the DOT is so huge. Mm -hmm. They they can't. They just do a. If there's THC, we don't yeah. care what level it's the reading in your urine. Yep. It, you're yep. you're gone. Yep. So because there are tests that can show the levels, like a, if a, like a full spectrum CBD will show very little THC, but a uh, marijuana will show high. Yeah, yeah. But you you are correct. They're a large organization, and they clearly state they're not in a position to be able to do that. They they yeah. have to come across with a single statement, which is sorry, we're not testing for CBDs. So yeah, and so we, we're putting lot, that onus on you now. A lot easier anyway. You just hand them a swab, stand right in front of them, watch them swab their mouth, stick yeah. it in the tube, and off it goes. That's yeah. a lot better than trying to find somebody in a stall peeing in a cup. Yep. All right. Okay. So. Uh, so that's the news. And again, so now it's four nanograms per milliliter of saliva. 
Now, uh, hey, I looked into corporate America, but I've already known this. Corporate America has been struggling with this test for years, especially after the pandemic when the employment rate was just terrible. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the corporate America, they can have a bunch of these tests that they likely have pre-purchased, but ask them if they're actually using them or actually using the results of them. They can't afford to. And then they also can't afford to be wrong. Corporate America sometimes has deep pockets and lawyers love to dig into those deep pockets because you penalized my client for using something that was federally legal. Yeah. Like CBD. Yeah. Um, so corporate America has taken a position on that. And that probably started easily five, six years ago. Uh, I think uh, sports, government, all of them have been moving around this topic, trying to reposition how they want to handle it because the impact is great to all those areas. Yeah. It's hard. It, I mean, listen, th th we can kind of sort of understand why DEA just took the whole family of the cannabis family oh, yeah. and, right. and made it a schedule one drug because it was like, Oh, this is too confusing. We can't figure this all out. We can't say this is good. And that's not good. I mean, it was hard back then. And a, they didn't, they didn't want to work on the, they didn't want to do the work. Yeah. Um, but they have to do the work now. Yep, they okay. do. They have to. And there's pathways to have it done. So it, it's it's all going to happen. I got a feeling we've got a nice couple of years ahead of us. All right. Take it away, Miss Kimberly Rose. It's funny. We're really only talking about two molecules today. It's the <laughs> CBD molecule and the THC molecule. Because my next stage. question is, CBD is medical and THC is recreational. Oh, boy, see, now this is tough because uh, I believe that THC can be therapeutic. And uh, there's an enormous community out there that is using THC therapeutically. Mm -hmm. um, but it is also very recreationally um, favored. So I'm going to say that this is false. It CBD is. is not recreational. I mean, you're not going to get yeah, you would take it recreationally if you just wanted to feel good for the day. Like, say you just want to feel good, you just want to feel better for the day, and you just want to be like a daily dose of uh, something. But if you're in pain, yeah, I think CBD is going to be more beneficial. But THC also helps with pain. Yes. So the, the scientific community is in line with what you're saying. Yeah. They, the, what, what the community at large and where the misinformation is coming from is more from that stigma we spoke of earlier. Mm -hmm. Everybody is used to THC being that thing right. that we smoked, we got high, and yeah, it's there, just... there went our evening. But in the, in the, in the, what do we want to call this? The therapeutic world the amount of THC that's therapeutic is extremely small and not necessarily recreational. Yeah. You don't need to, you don't need to uh, get high. You don't need to use an, an, a large amount of THC for it to be therapeutic. In right. fact, if you go too high, you're, 
completely out of the therapy world. <laughs> and that that's pretty much what they mean by yeah. it being recreational, or at least from my perspective. And this is why I don't see CBD as being recreational at all. Yes, supports a good feeling, yes. but you certainly can't get recreational with it. You're not going to get the giggles. Right? Uh, okay. Right. So that's the way I see those two. Now, uh, let's move over to CBD converts to THC in your stomach. Yes, that was a misinformation on that top list. So I'll say it again. CBD converts to THC in your stomach. All right. Well, this is untrue for two reasons. One is CBD does not convert to THC. THCA converts to THC. And it does it through decarboxylation. And that temperature is 230 degrees Fahrenheit. So this is so not. your stomach has nothing to do with CBD and D. Right, and there might be another another argument. Well, then CBG A converts to THC. Ugh. Well, CBG A is the precursor for both CBG or both. I'm sorry, I'll say that CBG A is the precursor for both CBD and THC. But once it has been extracted from the plant, it's stable and does not change. Right. It only changes while existing in the plant. So CBD converts THC in your stomach is no wrong. Absolutely. That's, a, that's the answer. That's misinformation. You're not going to, it's not going to turn you into, uh, it's no. Yep. It's, it's a, a no. no. It's a no. <laughs> it's a no. Right. <laughs> okay. So my next question is uh, pets using CBD. All right. So I am all for pets using CBD. All day, every day, pets using CBD. When your dog gets to a certain age or cat or listen, there's many pets with a cannabinoid system. All mammalians have it. Yes. Um. It's great for an older dog who's oh going goodness. through arthritis pain. Yeah. It's really great. It, I know you get, I know way back when I had a beagle and she was on steroids for th- arthritis. It destroyed her liver. So, so this is a natural supplement, supplement that will help with those aches and pains that an older dog is feeling. Yeah. So I... So I think uh, even when we had veterinarians on our show, mm-hmm. they supported this 100%. And those would be the right folks to ask. Uh, I also would highly suggest that if this question is coming up in your brain, you pick up the phone and call your veterinarian or you call the veterinarian down the street. They are very educated about this system, the ECS system which uses cannabinoids to enact it. So that's how, that's how confident we would be here. Just call your veterinarian. Yes. I have a, a 12 year old golden retriever. She loves it. Yep. She knows that that's going to make her feel better. And I would agree. She absolutely is aware, mm-hmm. is aware. I, yeah, I think it's incredible. All right. Well, there's another one that came up in a similar list. And that is kids taking CBD. So I really didn't have to Google much of this because FDA approved 
the prescription product Epidiolex, which was CBD. And they approved it on the basis of therapeutic treatment for seizures in children. Yes. So, and there is no mandate about the product not being used for children. As a matter of fact, even more so, there are studies that are directed at children around anxiety, sleep problems, and depression. Very unique to children. All right, so children using CBD, uh, there is, those, I have those two answers for you. So there's already been an approved FDA product for it, and there are tons of studies in those three areas. Yeah, it's very, it's very safe. I recommend to my customers that they stay with an isolate um, and just kind of make it a little easy and introduce the product to the child and, you know, just get every, get that feeling going, get that idea going. You can always move up to a full spectrum if you need to. Um, but, uh, I, I, I start them out at an isolate. Yeah. Well, and that's cause you're a mom I know. and I would imagine all moms will take that position. So, yeah. and that might also be lending to some of the misinformation is the mom factor. Uh, so again, moms being overly protective um, and, and I don't blame them. As a matter of fact, we need moms to be that way. Uh, thank goodness they're that way. I might even say it that, I might say it in that light. It's the lack of this pathway to finite clinical studies that are missing. Right. And so if a mom had access to that information, they would likely react in kind. Mm -hmm. Like if they knew what it was, if they had, you know, finite knowledge, then they would act in kind. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And most of my customers, let me just say, are treating their children for anxiety. Very and, common. And one. maybe like yeah. a little not sleeping at night situation. I matches up with this. Uh, this claim uh, that I found from a study, 100%. Uh, okay, let's um, let's move to another cool one. Let me see here. Let me get some. That's cool. Uh, let's see here. I know. I'm, wow. I'm humming on the radio. <laughs> All right, let's go to this one. High doses of CBD is better than low doses. Yes, common misinformation. I bet you so many people have this one. I'll say it again. High doses of CBD is better than low doses. Okay, want to refer back to my seven steps to generate a great therapeutic cannabis experience. Someone has to have this knowledge. I'm going to share it with you now. Different needs have different answers to that question. It is not a standard across the board. That would be incorrect. As an example, if you're dealing with mood, your dosage needs to be low. If you are dealing with discomforts from pain and anxiety, your dosage can be moved up and increased as the issue is and has increased. Like, the more of that discomfort you have, you can do more of your do a higher dose. Mm -hmm. Sleep, same thing. 
sleep has a window. So for aiding restful sleep, if you do too little, it won't work. If you do too much, it won't work. There's a window there. Yeah, you need to, and this is, again, where I always tell my customers, work with it. Figure out what works for you. This is your bottle. These are your milligrams. Where did you fall? I can't go high in CBD. It doesn't do me any good. Yep. So for this misinformation, high doses of CBD are better than low doses. That is incorrect. Yes. Okay. Know the specifics about the therapy you're looking for because there's different rules. Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. Hey, I got another one. Then I'll let you take the next one. Minimum test levels of THC and CBD products. What do I mean by minimum test levels? Well, a lot of times somebody says, I want a THC-free product. And oftentimes our industry calls that a broad spectrum. Is this truly THC-free? There is a standard. It's called LOQ, Limit of Quantitation, set by the lab, usually somewhere in the neighborhood of 1.0 milligrams per gram. If it has TAC below that number, they can't detect it. But it's not to say it's THC free. Right. Okay. If you go to the food industry, the amount of bugs in your cereal has an LOQ. They cannot test below a certain parts per million. So you could have insects in your food, but the test will say it's insect free. Okay. But the reality is it can't be. You should not have used that analysis. That analogy is horrible. Yeah. All the girls are going, what? (laughs) What? All the guys are going, really, dude? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes. So uh, uh, there's a lot of products out there that say they're THC free, but they're, they're they're probably not. Okay. Okay. Do I want a heavy duty one or do I want an easy peasy one? You you pick. Which one do you like the most? Uh, I'm going to do the easy peasy one just because I feel like the other one we've kind of already answered. All right. Um, hemp oil, hemp seed oil, and CBD. Okay. So there is no CBD in hemp seed oil. Zero. No CBD. So it hemp oil, seed oil is wonderful for cooking. You yeah, can right. put it on your skin. It's good for your skin, uh, but it does not have any CBD in it. It is not going to be an anti-inflammatory. It is not going mm-hmm. to be any type of an anxiety reliever. It, it's just it's just hemp seed oil. That's all it is. Right. It's the seed, and the seed has no CBD in it. Very accurate. Very accurate. <laughs> and and sometimes when you when you are misfortunate enough to purchase that product, you probably are overpaying for hemp. Oh, and that probably happened a lot in the beginning because people thought, oh, my God, I've got 400,000 milligrams. No, you don't. Right. Amazon was a big one for that one one day. Yeah. All right. CBD will make me sleepy. Whoa, big one. CBD will make me sleepy. CBD does not have the ability to make you sleepy. 
It is not sedative in any way, in any way at all. It simply contributes to your ECS system, which keeps your the certain functions in your body in balance. When you are ready to go to sleep, CBD can do a fine job of helping your ECS regulate the things that help you sleep more restfully. But it by itself is not sedative and it's not psychoactive. So that means it's not going to trigger any of those receptors in your brain like THC does. So the answer to CBD will make me sleepy, it will not. But when you are sleepy, it will help you go to sleep. So people are are confusing that. Right. Because they're used to sedative sleep solutions. Tylenol PM is an example. It's sedative by nature. So it was designed to help you fall asleep. Get that kickstart. Yeah. Like let's sedate you. And then hopefully once you're asleep, you'll stay asleep. Yeah. All right. So CBD will make you sleepy is incorrect. <laughs> There's the last one I want to show. I want to CBD and medical claims. It's a big, big void of full of misinformation mm-hmm. because some people are making claims. Some people are not. You see lots of discussion about not making claims. So let's talk about this because it is a misinformation. Currently, FDA is in control of regulating the things that we consume. FDA has not regulated this product yet. Thereby, until they make that happen, we are not allowed as manufacturers and retailers to make any claims. Now, I'm not saying it's not happening. I'm saying it's not allowed to happen. So you have some people who are abiding by that condition and you have some people who are not. And so thereby is the huge misinformation. FDA says no claims for treatment or cure of any disease, no structure or functional health claims like a cold, flu, stuff like that, and no substitution for another approved drug. There you go. And clarity, everything that you read, you will have to interpret for yourself. But FDA says no making claims. Right. Okay. I can't say anything. (laughs) Right, right. Hey, listen, I'm bothered just like you are because I want this product to get regulated. It's wonderful. It has so many benefits that I just want to encourage that this regulation, this pathway creates that ability to, to set up the clinical outcomes and create a regulatory foundation for this product so we can get on to what it's really good for. Oh, so we can talk about how wonderful it is. I know. Right. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. So we have come to the end of our show. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I hope we were helpful in making you a great consumer. Yeah. It's a little products. more comfortable. I always say your CBD should not stress you out. Right. <laughs> all right. So we have our next topic uh, next week. We're going to keep it in surprise. But if you go to our website, you will see what it is. And so until we meet again, everybody, thanks for showing up. Bye, everybody.
Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Ed Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be back with you soon.